Welcome to Location Matters, the podcast from NGIS, covering the world of mapping and location technology. You're listening to Location Matters. I'm Sarah Butler, and today we're joined here by the CEO of Decipher, Anthony Walker, product manager of Decipher, was it Francis Herbert Demden? (laughs) (laughs) Frank Demden and General Manager of EO Data Science, Nathan Eaton. Thank you all for coming along today. Australian farmers are known for their resilience, farming in the harsh Australian climate and more recently operating through devastating environmental conditions, particularly across the eastern states. But recent advancements in earth observation technologies has enabled farmers to gain powerful insights and make decisions for improving their crop yield and profits. Decipher is at the forefront of providing agronomists and farmers with cloud solutions to help manage their resources. And they've recently moved into the mining space as well, which I'm really excited to talk to you guys about today. But Anthony, for those listening to the podcast now who mightn't have heard of Decipher, can you explain a little about how the company was formed? Sure. So Decipher was born out of the West Farmers Group. Inside West Farmers, there are a number of divisions. West Farmers Industrials um, has a group called WestSef, Chemicals, Energy and Fertiliser. And inside that group is an organisation known as CSPP. CSPP is a fertiliser-based company. Uh, that has been operating in in WA for many, many, many years. The concept from Decipher came from within this group that we're looking to solve particular issues around um, how to manage nutrition for the growers, for the target customers uh, of CSPP. And through various versions that we'll probably go in today, Decipher, the company, was formed when uh, West Farmers looked around their different businesses and they wanted to look at possible technology advances that they could lift up and, and put into a startup space and really let those grow and evolve to solve particular issues. Because Precision Ag is, is on the rise and, and because of the technology used by Decipher, West Farmers was particularly interested in pushing that business. Um, so it was uh, moved out of CSPP and stood up on its own um, and, and really incubated and curated uh, from then on to, to stand up on its own two feet, not only looking in Western Australia to solve that issue, but really spread it around East Coast as well, where uh, there's some different conditions and, and different approaches to precision ag. And indeed, um, the mantra has been, uh, see if we can take it international as well. So we've been looking um, outside of Australian uh, borders too. So that's how we were formed, and, and that's a little bit of the mission and a little bit of, on, in terms of what we want to achieve. Sounds like exciting times ahead for you guys as you you continue to grow. Nathan, I want to talk a little bit about the partnership between NGIS and Decipher, formed over numerous projects like Green Precision, FertView, and Decipher, of course, the product. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So the CSBP team at West Farmers, I think they came to us around about five years ago, sort of circa 2013, and as Anthony alluded to before, what they wanted to do was use technology to actually provide more information and data to growers about how their farms were performing so they could actually make better use of the products that CSBP was providing, the ultimate aim being to improve yield. And they had a number of challenges in terms of how they could address that particular challenge, uh, mainly the size of agricultural farming for broadacre within WA. It's a massive area. So they had challenges with how do we actually get this massive amount of data into the hands of the farmers 
um, regularly throughout the season? How do we show them throughout the entire growing season at the end how they perform? And how do we make it easy for farmers to access this data and use it effectively? So that was the initial challenge. So we worked with CSBP to come up with a proof of concept that would then use was Google Maps at the time, still is Google Maps, to actually communicate some of this data. Um, and then the CSBP guys didn't make it easy for us from there. They then said, well, this is great. What we'd like to do is use multiple satellite imagery products anywhere in the world for any farmer, any time, essentially. So we then had the challenge of, well, how do we scale this effectively? And that led to the initial concept around green precision, which was trying to use cloud computing to actually crunch a lot of this data effectively from the NASA Landsat program and also the European Space Agency Sentinel program. And then that led on to a number of other products that really continued on that growth curve in terms of how do they package this data up effectively. So it's been a long journey. A lot of really good products have come out of it. And the Decipher platform that the guys are taking in market now is, is definitely industry leading across ag and also across mining, which I think Anthony will touch on later on. Yeah, and Nathan, it's it's about um, it's about taking all of that work and and looking at the commercialisation angle of that as well. I think that's really important. You're taking these technologies, but also working out what is the best way to get it down to to the growers' hands so that they use it and use it well and make decisions from it daily. And I think the teams working together to to achieve that um, has been one of the uh, the big positives coming out of this year. So I think it's pretty fair to say that visualising data to assist in decision-making plays a crucial role for farmers um, in the agricultural industry especially. Where do you see Decipher's role currently in the agriculture industry, Frank? Uh, so yeah, um, Decipher's uh, acting really as a platform for hosting a lot of data and making um, accessing that data and curating that data, if you like, much easier. Yeah, so having that as a cloud, uh, so the, the predecessor to Decipher was Fertview, which NGIS effectively built from the ground up. That was all built on on servers um, operating out of our head office, and it became obvious that that needed to be taken into the cloud, and that was an opportunity to do that through Google Earth Engine and using some newer technologies like a, a Microsoft Azure as well. So... I guess someone did actually ask me the question the other day, is Decipher a, a, a platform provider or a solutions provider? And I guess I answered that in the way of saying, okay, well, we are acting as a platform for, for users to be able to put their data into, to making, it, it, making that process a lot easier. So that initial work through the Landsat and Sentinel ingestion of those products and you know, stitching them together and for making it easier for people to use is the first step in that. But then also integrating with soil and plant analysis laboratories to understand how nutrition is varying across the landscape. And then that's then progressed into making it easy to ingest yield data from growers' harvest harvesting machinery. Essentially, a lot of growers are sitting on a lot of very valuable spatial data in the form of these yield maps, and often they sit in the on a bottom drawer on a USB stick, and um, they might have looked at a couple of them, you know, a couple of times. But that data, we've worked out a process to to make it easy to access and overlay that data with other with the soil, you know, the georeferenced soil and plant analysis data as well. So that's the next step for us really is to be integrating with other decision support tools so other solution providers so there are a lot of there's a lot of work really good work being done by a lot of very progressive ag tech companies in Australia and globally so CSIRO is doing some fantastic work in this sense so they are working to 
put their uh, decision support tools and technology into a cloud environment and making them available through APIs. So integrating with those sorts of uh, research outputs, so GRDC is another I fund a lot of good research in Australia in that sense. We're also talking to other research organisations in Brazil as well. It's one of the target geography for us. Uh, Embrapa is a massive organisation over there, similar to CSIRO, except they just concentrate on agriculture and they're doing the similar sort of thing over there. So, so we're acting, our role really for the ag industry is operating not only as a platform but an integrator with, with other decision support systems and, and technologies as, as they are developed. So Decipher and NGIS were also recently awarded the Innovation and Commercialisation Award and the J.K. Barry Award for Industry Excellence at the APSIA Awards. How did it feel to be recognised by the spatial industry for the, all the work you've done? Yeah, the awards are great. Number one, they're, they're great validation that the solutions that we're building are excellent solutions, highly innovative. And secondly, great reward for the teams that have spent so much time putting together these products. So it's great for them to see the impact the awards were within the spatial industry, going back, we also received some awards within the WA Inside Awards, which is the IT awards in general for WA. So I think Fairview kept that most uh, most effective platform. And I think Green Precision was a finalist in innovation and commercialisation. So I think over the years we've had some really good validation where they're on the right track with these Decipher products. Yeah, and I think the commercialisation angle is, is really important here. And I was particularly pleased to, to see the recognition for the teams that have worked so hard on this. But um, again, I've been working in the industry since the 1990s. And, and again, just seeing all the good work that, that uh, uh, different organisations are doing around this, um, sometimes the research doesn't take it to the next level, to that commercialisation stage. Um, and I was particularly pleased to see that the focus is on that as well. We're not just doing the things because they're cool, we're doing the things because they're cool and they can make a difference. And that, that's the bit that really resonated uh, with me ar- around this, uh, alongside that recognition. I think it's really clear the impact that spatial technology is having on this industry and at a time when I think our farmers and, and lots of organisations in many different industries need it the most. So we keep on talking about um, precision agriculture, and it seems to be something that people are talking about a lot lately. Decipher Ag is all about precision agriculture using earth observation technologies, such as satellite imagery and remote sensing. And farmers are now able to see, know, and grow on the go and monitor crop biomass anywhere on the farm at any point on a mobile device. Could you explain to us, Frank, what precision agriculture is, in your words, and how you feel earth observation technologies have transformed the way that farmers can make decisions now? Okay, well, giving precision agriculture a definition is uh, <laughs> definitely putting it out there because uh, there's been a lot of arguments had over this um, over time. But uh, And look, at, you know, the definition is evolving as the technology evolves, I think. So precision agriculture to some people means spatial... Um, some people have called it site-specific agriculture is another name that people have said and people have been performing site-specific agriculture for uh, for eons like it's um, it's nothing new it's the way that I guess the modern concept of that technology is really around how is spatial technology used and for improving productivity and improving productivity isn't just about improving yields it's about applying the right product to the right place um, at the right time. And that's actually the four R's of part of the International Fertiliser Association Stewardship Guidelines. So the four R's, um, right product, right place, right time. And what's the... 
Uh, the right rate. That's right. Yes, of course. Good. And that's what we're, that's what we're about as well, because um, variable rate application and, and a lot of people, precision agriculture, they just think, oh, well, that's variable rate. But as the technology has grown, we've now got, you know, Internet of Thing devices that, you know, can transmit data from any point about uh, real time weather conditions. And, you know, some people might even say precision agriculture can be applied across the supply chain. So right from applying blockchain technology to products to provide a, a way of verifying the location of that product or the way that that product was produced from where it came from in the in the paddock or in the ocean or wherever it might be all the way through to the consumer but look I guess in terms of the way it's transforming the way farmers make decisions is in the past farmers would uh, well and in a lot of cases still do they sort of drive around the paddock and the paddocks are getting bigger and the edges of paddocks become the way of assessing a, a, a paddock so if you if you're driving around in a paddock and you see things happening on the edge, then you tend to just treat what's happening. You're saying, okay, well, we're going to apply that fertilizer or or that herbicide or whatever it might be across the whole paddock based on what we're viewing. But once you go from a bird's eye view and taking that um, that plan perspective of what's happening in the paddock, then you start to get a completely different view of of what's going on, particularly when you integrate satellite observation data with the yield data that I was talking about previously. So I think it's what it's doing is it's an, uh, it's transforming the way farmers make decisions about how they apply products. So getting it not just taking a blanket approach to, to what they're doing, um, it's about using georeference data to apply to get the, the most efficient application of products. We're in a resource constrained world and we can't just keep going, you know, putting just taking the average view of, of paddocks as they get bigger. We need to understand the landscape and the way soil varies and productivity potential varies and that's really at the heart of what we're developing. I like your point there about understanding the landscape and it kind of leads me nicely into something I really want to chat with you guys about while you're here and that is I guess flipping the the conversation on its head a bit but talking about precision agriculture not so much in the sense of the farming space but talking about precision agriculture when it comes to other industries and other verticals but in particular mining because you're doing some really cool stuff at the moment for the mining sector when it comes to the rehabilitation of land where mining has taken place, which I think is something we don't talk about enough, is what happens to those areas once all the mining production and anything that they needed that piece of land for is done, then what? So what are you guys working on in that space at the moment? Great observation and, and, and happy to jump into it. My, my background is mining. I, I sort of left university in the early 90s and went straight into, into the mining space with an environmental angle. I think the intersection between mining and farming is, is in my blood. I put lots of uh, farming in the family. And certainly from, from our side, when, when I joined the Decipher organisation about a, just over a year ago, the adjacency into mining and mining rehab was, was always there for the technology. Um, and the way that I like to think about it is, in many cases, uh, think of a field that uh, a farmer is growing something on, it becomes a mine, you remove the topsoil, you mine the commodity, you put it back and, and you try and restore it back to what it was. It's almost a full circle for me. You've got productive land going and, and, and giving up commodity inside it, and then it's about how do we make sure that, again, we providing all those 
techniques and focus onto that land to make sure it's coming back to the to the way it was you know in terms of inputs and management uh, of that land so i think the adjacency is good tackling uh, rehabilitation in australia where there are many 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 abandoned mines i think is a, a important social issue that west farmers for one and, and decipher for two are, are really keen to tackle i think having a startup that's thinking about that is really cool using gis and satellite to to do that i think is even better Back in the early 90s, I was introduced to GIS and, and spatial thinking, and um, I've always, always tried to follow that as a way and a means of solving problems. For a, a farmer who's looking at the product, they start off with a map and they use that. For a mining person who's, who's looking at rehabilitation, they start off with a map and they use that. So kind of same problem, just uh, just answering different questions. Also, whether it's a, um, a producing field or whether it's natural vegetation, the principles are, are more or less the same. And you're looking at soil and you're looking at plant and you're looking at nutrients and you're looking at how things are growing. And um, all those technologies intersecting together give you a view of it and how to respond and manage it appropriately. Be a custodian of that land as you go through, no matter what hat you wear. And to me, that's really important. Yeah. So on that note, recently NGIS and Decipher were recognised or received a grant from Digital Earth Australia or DEA Labs to develop projects that will leverage Geoscience Australia's DEA technology. Nathan, can you tell us a little bit about what the DEA technology is and how you plan to leverage it? Yeah, no drama. So DEA, Digital Earth Australia, is an initiative from the Australian Federal Government to try and help organisations leverage Earth observations and satellite technology more effectively. And in particular, they've got some great data sets they're producing through some really extensive scientific programs, including the fractional cover product, which is the, the focus of the, the labs project that we're involved with, but a lot of other really high quality data sets. One of the key focus areas for DEA is to actually provide highly accurate data from uh, NASA and European Space Agency for the Southern Hemisphere. So to actually provide corrections that make the data more accurate within our context for Australia, so that the actual outputs and the scientific products are produced are more accurate for making decisions with. So the lab initiative that we're working on with this offer is to take their fractional cover product. So their fractional cover product essentially breaks down the percentage of um, photosynthetic vegetation, non-photosynthetic vegetation and bare soil for anywhere in Australia across the actual growing season. So what we're trying to do is to augment some of the analytics available in Decipher so that growers can actually see how their actual land is performing and the percentage of the different types of vegetation and bare soil throughout the growing season so they can once again use that within the system to make better decisions about how to actually place their fertiliser. An initiative such as this which can use really accurate data, particularly important at the moment with the challenges facing the agricultural industry on the east coast, where the opportunity to leverage more data to make better decisions um, is really important for farmers currently to turn a profit. Yeah, just on that on that point, Nathan, you know, obviously East Coast Australia is um, experiencing some uh, really severe drought conditions. So anything that can be used to make uh, inputs more effective to help and assist us is really important. And initiatives like this, I think, are just perfect to be able to see what else can be done and, and how to analyse it on fractional ground cover. You know, pastoralists would benefit from that. And, and again, just coming back to the mining side of things, you know, you've got large tenement and tenement holdings, and those are key data sets for, uh, for people working in that space. So again, through a platform and working with other organisations, being able to deliver that easily to end users is, is really important. And I like the way that NGIS is thinking in, in that space, and I like the way that Decipher is being commercial and about how it applies that and how it uses that. So really good. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I'd agree with that in terms of really what we're trying to showcase with this um, project in particular is the value of disseminating the data through Decipher. So Decipher is one of the global leading platforms for the use of Earth observation technology and packaging up that data effectively for end users. So what we're really trying to do is combine the fantastic science coming out of Geoscience Australia um, with the commercialised product from Decipher to actually have that full end-to-end -end supply chain to actually get the data in the hands of the people that need to make the decisions. Mm. Yeah, that's right. And this ground cover product is, is really valuable and, and really important. Uh, it all comes back to the soil and, and soil conservation. So um, having the global population lives and dies on this skin of the apple, as so to speak, um, of soil that we all um, live on. And yeah, if you don't have cover on that, if you don't have some sort of vegetative cover on that and you just have bare soil, it's... Uh, it's very damaging to the soil itself, but also leaves it prone to erosion for you know, wind erosion or water erosion, all those sorts of things which um, are devastating for farming businesses. So um, it's great to be involved with a project that has a really important natural resource management aspect to it. I'm really happy to hear all these things because I know we do always hear about how farmers are being really impacted at the moment by drought. And um, for our listeners this week, is actually Ag Day in Australia. So we do encourage everyone to get behind their farmers this week and give them all the support they need. Where do you guys see spatial technology taking the ag industry next? I'm going to get a bit, uh, a bit more light-hearted here and, and probably get myself <laughs> into a lot of, uh, a lot of trouble. But um, my eldest brother and my sister are, are farmers, and, and um, they've bought a, a, a drone. And, and um, I think my brother uses the drone to go and check out the trout fishing in the local river. Um, and I think my sister uses it to spy on her uh, daughters who are working in the farm stall. <laughs> but um, uh, w where do I see the technology going? Um, it, it's about leveraging those data sources and getting them in, as, as Frank was talking about. You know, um, having a one-stop shop to to use this data is is great. But they are massive data sets. You know, let's not be kidding. Um, you know, they they take a lot of time and an effort to curate and look after. So in terms of the spatial technology that's been used, I think we're getting a, a good handle on that. But how we use it and make it part of our everyday life, like Google Maps when you go into a city and saying, where am I going? Tractors and headers are using that spatial technology and we're learning from that. Uh, farmers are saying, yes, I want 20 tonnes of this and I want you to drop one tonne here and two there and three there. Um, and they're giving those directions spatially to, to suppliers to do that. So I think that spatial technology is going to be built into everyday life in the industry more and more. And as Frank, you mentioned, you know, from supply chain all the way through to the end user. Yeah. Certainly in the mining industry, you know, the, the digital twin, the spatial twin of, of what's actually out there versus what they're building and, and what they're getting out is, is really important. And we're seeing, we're drawing a line from that to rehabilitation as well. So what is the land going to look like after we disturbed it? And if it looks like this, is it going to perform over 20 years, 50 years, 100 years with rain events and rainstorms and those sorts of things? So the spatial technology and the tools available to model that and predict that are, are going to be really important and are, are, are currently really important in that. Um, it's about stakeholder engagement around those mining organisations, showing people what it could look like. And I think that visualisation is, is a really important component. I joked about the drone, but those drones are enabling people to see land like they've never seen it before. Well, now you're going to see land like it's been designed 
and how you want it to perform and how you want it to look. So I think that's a really interesting angle. And I've been in the spatial industry for, for many years and, and those sort of macro trends are there. But they're all lining up with this compute power and they're lining up with the ability for uh, all of these platforms to talk to each other. And I think that's going to be the exciting bit. You've got 3D informing how you, how you live in a 2D world. Um, and and I, like that, I like that angle to it. Frank, what do you think? Yes, um, look, there's a, I think it's got a huge role in the, in the future development of the industry. And following on from Anthony's comments about understanding you know, the environment in a 3D context, it's, it goes even into the 4D as well, into the time-based as well, and also how... Um, <laughs> why didn't you think 4D, of, come uh, on, Frank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't up me with a D. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. Five, five Ds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, no, but, but seriously, I guess the other aspect is uh, getting a better understanding of the potential of the environment that farmers are trying to grow things in and run a business in. But our farming businesses are just becoming more and more complex and there's more and more things for them to try and understand and those decision-making processes just get more complex. So... You're working with organisations like NGIS and and their channels through to Google and the um, artificial intelligence that they are building into their cloud-based products. Um, There's a real opportunity there for for building some decision support tools that are going to help farmers understand that complexity and and make decisions under pressure because, you know, the, the thing is that... The farmers and agronomists, they're, they're under pressure all the time to be making the right decision at the right time and we've seen this with the drought. Some farmers left in, in really hard circumstances because of decisions that, that they could have made better in the past but they wouldn't have had, if they had some decision support systems in there to enable them to understand what the, I guess, future ramifications are of, of their current decisions and uh, it might help them both economically and, and socially, psychologically even, just to have something there to help with those big decisions they have to make. But also in the environmental context, there's increasingly the social licence to operate for farmers is becoming more and more important, and that's an environmental context essentially for, for that. So understanding how farmers can integrate their operations with the environment better. Are there parts of farms that could be rehabilitated that are not making a profit or are too risky in in a changing climate. Helping to answer all of those sorts of questions I think is really important and that's where spatial technology can really help. I think as Anthony and sort of Frank alluded to, the future is going to be data rich. There's going to be more and more data available. So the satellite programs are a great example of that. We're going to see the nanosatellites coming through more and more with more data available on a daily, sub-daily basis. The challenge then becomes how do we take that data and actually put it in the hands of the people that need to use that data effectively in a way that enables them to make the decisions effectively. And that's where the art's going to be, actually distilling all of this data available into what makes sense for end users so they can actually have an impact. I don't think that's unique to the ag industry. Um, What is unique to the ag industry and the mining industry is the extent of the geography that they actually need to cover. So that's the challenge there and the opportunity to use these massive data sets more effectively. Well, guys, thank you all so much uh, for coming on to the podcast today. I am really enjoyed the chat. I'm really excited about everything that Decipher's doing. It's really nice to know that farmers who are really at the heart of our economy, in my view, are being supported and have tools available to them now that are really going to help them do as best as they can with what they've got. But we'll leave it there. Thank you so much again. We do encourage you to keep an eye on the NGIS, EO and Decipher social media channels for updates on the DEA Labs grant. 
and other great work that everyone's up to. If you'd like to know more about Decipher or EO Data Science, you can visit our podcast page for all of the relevant links. Don't forget to subscribe to Location Matters on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Welcome to Location Matters, the podcast from NGIS, covering the world of mapping and location technology.